Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men loaded in man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? The ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show, Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artist from scottartist.com. And I'm Heather Artist from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 11 of Dead Man's Chest. And this is a special shout out to all of our listeners in the UK. It's recently come to my attention we have a nice and growing audience in that neck of the globe. Plus, I'm glad to know that my bloody attempts at accents is just not burning the ears of those here in the States. That's what I'm happy about. But that it's like traversing the pond and making the UK wince as well. Ah, knowing you can make the ears bleed of people from multiple countries just warms my heart. (laughs) My shrunken, shriveled little heart. Hey, just like the Grinch. I am. I'm the Grinch. You got that right. Post holiday. How dare you? Insert pirate yell here. And speaking of harming our listeners, in the previous minute, you spin my head right round, right round when Jack talks to Cotton. Cotton. You spin my head right round, right round before we sail down, before we sail down, down. That poor Motley crew. Meanwhile, the compass engages in a bit of karma to the circle talking Jack. What's good for the crew is good for the captain. What are you talking the poor Motley crew? The poor us. Our ears are now bleeding. Oh, just kidding. Really? And you interrupted my minute breakdown for that? How dare you? <laughs> Insult and you you just... All the listeners are now, what is going on here? So as I was saying, what's good for the captain is good for the crew kind of thing? Or is it what's ill for the captain bodes ill for the crew? Well, something like that. That's all I have to say. Okay, you happy now? Minute breakdown. Minute 11 begins with shackled Will Turner being escorted into Lord Cutler Beckett's Port Royal headquarters. Beckett says the cuffs won't be necessary. As the red coat is removing the cuffs, he pours a glass of whiskey, rum, or brandy, or maybe some peppermint schnapps. I think that's clear. I'm not really good at identifying alcohol. Drinking, yes. Pouring, no. The minute ends with Will responding to Beckett, recover at the point of a sword. Beckett answers matter-of-factly, bargain. He then approaches a wooden box embossed with the East India Company logo. Okay, is it bad for me to start the show by saying I want that freaking wooden box? No, because that's a really cool box. Yeah, I love the antique-looking craftsmanship of it. It looks like something I need. It looked I'll, really good I'll in I'll our family room. It looks good <laughs> in our family room. I can just imagine it there. I could finally have a place to store all those pieces of eight that are just lying around. It'd be good if you find a place to store those. Yeah, I don't like to have the big treasure mounds that we have just no, lying about the house. Really not it's really It's dangerous. Yeah. People see that and want to come in and get Maybe. it. Maybe. Or I could put Star Wars figures in there. It's a nice little box for Star Wars figures. Were they sleeping? Or they might I be don't sleeping. Understand. They need that. Why rest. would you want to store them in there? They Are they vampires? They need a safe place. They need a safe place. Safe place to go. This entire set, and we're talking about Beckett's headquarters here, 
is really just awesome and right on point for the time period. It has all those elements of a room that, well, it's been preserved. It's one of these things that you would go to maybe a museum and you see that this is exactly how it was in the 1700s kind of deal. And it just makes me want to look around at all the trinkets and details that are in there. Yeah, I know. There's, there's some really cool stuff in there. There is. And actually, I have this feature on the program that I have that I was using to see the movies on the laptop. And yeah. you can set it into a 360 degree film motion. And so you can actually swivel this like you're in a room and then you can look around at all the stuff. It's not perfect, but it is pretty cool. Perhaps one day I'll show you this feature. <laughs> That'd be helpful. I'd like to leave you in the dark. But then yeah. you can zoom in and you could look at things. It was pretty cool. And like I said, one day maybe I'll tell you about that. East India Trading Company building was a building in Port Royal overlooking the harbor used by Lord Cutler Beckett as his executive quarters when he assumed control of Port Royal. And this is something that you mentioned last week. The Wallaboo Bay on St. Vincent and all that kind of stuff that yeah. you were talking about, right? You know, became Port Royal. And since when the, like, the film wrapped that there had been some damage to the yeah. dock, you said, and then they had to rebuild it. And I say this because it appears Beckett's office may have been filmed there as well. Yes. So at least that's what I read. And they, or maybe it's the facade. I don't know if it's the facade or the interior. I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, the info I dug up says that the eagle-eyed may well spot some differences from the original port, as well as the addition of the East India Trading Company offices. So maybe this is the actual place that they filmed this set in the Caribbean, or is it just the outside of the building that you might see? I don't know, but because when I look at it, the room is really spectacular or has a spectacular view of the harbor it's pretty incredible and i can't tell if that's really in the background or if it's seamless green screen my notes say this is a primary primary set in the new and improved port royal beckett's office the primary set mm -hmm. yeah but it's the set though did they film it on the harbor or was it a set it's the lawalaboo bay in saint vincent yeah, but the, since the set was the new and improved Port Royal, yeah. I don't know if that means that they actually filmed it there or if they filmed, if some of the offices, like the outside shots the, the that you would see of the offices in the buildings. That's what I don't know. Mm. Is the interior stuff here in a studio somewhere or is it actually on location? The, That's what I want to know. The idea I got by the notes I have and the stuff I read to get these notes was that it's actually there, but... I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm wondering. It's, it's, I, I don't know. And I, I couldn't figure it out either. But the look from this office, if you look out over the harbor and you look out, if you're standing on that guy's porch, you see that it, it really does. I don't know if it I don't doesn't look like a green screen thing going no. on there. It actually looks like this place is overlooking the beach and yeah. the dock. That's what gets me. So I don't know if this is like a leap forward because we did see what we found out was true was that there was some green screen effects that were happening at the church because if that was filmed on a set or on a location in Southern California, yeah. then they had to plaster a backdrop on there to actually make it look like it was in Port Royal and in the Caribbean. Here, I don't get that that's the same thing that was happening here. It actually looks like this is the outside world and they had all these background characters and these actors milling about doing things. Right. And speaking of background guys... Did you see the man in the distant, kind of on the ship thing there? He's hanging from the bowsprit of that ship, okay? He's hanging down and just positioned under Beckett's ear. It actually looks like he's hanging from Beckett's ear and cleaning it for him. 
Yeah, I seen that. That was pretty funny, actually. He's looked like yeah. It looks like he's he's got somebody actually hanging from his ear, like a little miniature guy. I mean, Beckett is now obviously so powerful, he's able to hire Lilliputians to clean his ears. Now, I mean, really, that's some serious mini-me power going on, if he has that. That he can, can just command these little tiny creatures, these little people, because they're, they're not little people. They're, like, littler than little people. They're, like, really miniaturized people. They're little yeah, like, as like, I honey, I shrunk the kids little. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. I didn't want to get into uh, a situation like I got into recently with you on a show, on the Christmas Day show, where you uh, you basically entrapped me and tried to make me look bad. And I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> Towards the end of the minute, there's also another background guy sitting on the bowsprit here. And this time, the way Beckett is standing, it looks like the guy is actually straightening his hair or combing his hair or something. <laughs> Make sure every hair is in place back there, boys. Oh, there's one little piece out. Yeah. Let me get it. It's like, what is going on here? Did they purposely do that to have these little guys back there? I don't know. It's like those pictures you see where it looks like somebody's doing something, but it's just the picture and the perspective. Exactly. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's what it is. But it's they're faking funny. us out. Yeah. yeah, looks like there's also a conquistador statue on the table in his office. Bronze statue there. Oh yeah. I think it goes right along with the world map and the world domination symbolism we talked about the other day too. Yeah. So bravo, uh, Mr. Beckett. You're really keeping that. I'm going to conquer the world alive. He's going to take over the world. Considering conquer conquistadors, it's right there. He's got it all. He's got it right there to go. He's just going to take over. Yes. I also like the fact that the East India Company sign that's on the dock in the background is sitting there like an A-frame sign. Well, <laughs> it's so new. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not hanging between those two stone pillars on the dock. I think it's just like this detail that shows they have, well, Beckett and his East India Company dudes have just settled into Port Royal and the company is taking over, but they haven't really established themselves yet. Yeah. Because it's not like... They're in the process. Yeah. They're actually showing the process, which is cool. Yeah. Not just... It's kind of skipping through movie magic and saying, oh, we've got everything set up and it's all there. They're actually taking the time in the background for these small details to just make it look like they're setting it up. Yeah. So, bravo, guys. The canvas, because we're on, obviously, Beckett's office details here. The canvas on the painting that's overhanging the fireplace, that's right over above it. Yeah. Looks like a sea battle of some kind. And I really tried to dig into that. I wasted so much freaking time looking for that <laughs> damn painting. I thought I'd be the hero of the show if I could identify this painting did i do it hell no couldn't find it <laughs> couldn't find a match but i did canvas the internet looking for this thing uh to no avail so maybe somebody out in the listening audience will be able to know what it is or be able to tell us they can share that with us that or maybe just the art director ah somebody could contact us and tell us what the hell Made that is it, had it painted and i don't know that's looks, possible looks like a good picture for him yeah i mean it, it, it flows right i mean there's other pictures and paintings in his office as well and they look more like caribbean scenes yeah just kind of daily life scenes or landscapes from the area and i was going to do a quick search on that and i said what what am i doing i've already wasted enough time with ships like i'm really going to be able to identify <laughs> one of these so i abandoned that uh, idea and i felt good about it afterwards well that's good that was only after what four six seven eight hours of doing it and then i finally go you know what <laughs> i got other stuff to do <laughs> not much but a little bit more so then i then i did that but that one on the where that whole story was going is that one painting over the fireplace. It looks like it's wrinkled in the corner. It does. I don't know if they just need a new framer to properly stretch that canvas. Or is it possible that this is just a movie prop and maybe paper? Could it be true out there? I don't know. 
I wanted to bring up Beckett's clothing. Really? Okay. The first time we seen Beckett, he looked to be all in black. You know, yeah, just he like reminds a, me of Ichabod Crane. Everybody, yeah, everybody else was wearing this fancy rickrack clothing. Yet yeah, he was the all fancy in black. Uh huh. Well, this time he has to. He's actually in a brown coat with a blue and brown vest type thing underneath. The brown coats, oddly enough, were the <laughs> younger brothers to the red coats, and they never really made it as far. And so they were just uh, cast aside. So they weren't quite as prestigious to be the brown coats as the, as you were the red coats. You done? Yeah, I'm done now. Okay, thank you. So I just wanted to. It's still not doesn't have all the rickrack and stuff on it. So it's still more kind of simplified. Plain. Yeah, but the the vest underneath is a little more fancy than other people. He's a man of his times. He knows that sometimes less is more, and he's setting that fashion trend. Yes. he's a fashionista. Whereas everybody else is like, no, this is what uh, everybody's wearing, so we're going to do that. He's uh, he's changing things up. Yes. And did you notice the guards that brought Will in, the one that unshackles Will, is his outfit is completely different, and he's got a white wake on, and the other two guards do not. Yeah, I started to look, and I did see that there were some red coats that had similar, that I saw at least like diagrams and stuff Showcasing the different types of uniforms for the red coats. Yeah. And this one is an officer's coat. But oh, I didn't okay. really get more into details about like what kind of officer, the rank and all that. But it was like an officer's coat. And you could see the way that it was shaped and, and the vest and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. The the V, I guess I should say. Not necessarily the vest, but the way that the V was shaped on the coat. So. Yeah, because the other two guards had like crisscross white over the top crisscross of Crisscross their... will make you jump, jump, jump. Over the top of their... Code and stuff. Look at that, how just seamlessly we did that. <laughs> We're so in sync. Okay. I'm not going to break out a new in sync song. There you go. Because I probably don't know one, actually. Is that I don't in sync? Know. What? Nothing. Is that in sync? The I hell are you talking about? I was thinking in my head and it just accidentally came out. So you, you're you one of those that actually think out loud and say things. And Every just, once in a while, yes. Oh my God. Fire! Again with the fire? That's my next question because I don't really have a transition from in sync to uh, where we <laughs> where we were. Except that we got a fire here. Is this pre-climate change Port Royal or Beckett gets cold easy? What is going on here? Now wait, it was winter. So? I know it was raining. <laughs> it was raining. It's winter time. Maybe it gets a little chilly in the Let winter. me set this up. He's wearing an entire giddy up they that we just are, talked though. about. Okay, yeah, they got that. That's a layer upon layer of warmth. But... He also finds the need to have a roaring fire, but yet has all the windows open. The lanai, if we want to call it that, is wide open. Maybe. Because maybe, it's so hot, he needs to then air it out with the tropical breeze. Maybe it's for ambiance. It's got to be Rather for than heat. Either that or it's just to set up this branding iron conversation. Like, how do we maybe. get fire in here? Yeah. Okay, it's burning hot in here. The actors are sweating. Let's open up the windows and have all the Plus hustle. The fire and bustle. looks really cool. It does look cool in there. I didn't say that it didn't look cool. I'm just saying. So what do you question it for? Do it's you really need time. a fire? I'm trying to think. When I'm at when I'm in Hawaii, do I need a fire? You if know, you're what? outside in the evening. Possibly. I don't know. If, well, I don't. Mind you, I'm a person that it's in the 40s out, and I'm walking around in a shirt and t-shirt and shorts. It's a little chilly in the evening. It does. Okay. So for normal people, people that are not like weirdos like me who wear shorts and t-shirts all year round and that's it. I can see that. So from a normal perspective, I need to take that. I need to almost channel a normal person. That's only if you go out of the house, by the way, too. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) 
him out of the house. Yes, every once in a while. Beckett, because we're on branding irons here, Beckett pulls the P brand. I don't know if that. Yeah. Ah, I'm trying to even think of how I say that now. The P, we'll just kind of leave that. This, the P brand. The What's letter the between brand? O. Yeah, okay. The P brand from the fire and we'll ask what Mark left on him or what Mark Jack left on him. That's better. There you go. Right? Sound what, it makes more what sense Mark, that way. What are, Mark left on him. Yeah. Where's Mark? Who's Mark? People are going, I don't remember a Mark. Well, Mark is Will's younger brother. Anyways, yeah. So the P brand comes out. Will is sitting there because Jack says that he, or now I'm all confused Why here. Did you say pirate man, brand? Pirate brand. Instead okay, of P there, brand. Yeah. P <laughs> brand is just weird. The pirate brand. Let's do this. Do the pirate brand. He takes the pirate brand out of the fire. And he had just commented how Jack had left a mark, or he had left a mark on Jack, and Jack had left a mark on him. And this is why Beckett is such a great villain. You know, he has some of that mystery about him, but he also, at this particular moment, has Will just where he wants him. In a place one would expect you to know that Will or somebody in Will's position would acquiesce to your request. This is kind of wow, bringing back (laughs) Curse of the Black Pearl, Barbosa. Will and Elizabeth are being charged with punishment of death. Okay, we got that. Then he politely asks Will for help. It's the help me out of a routine and I'm sure this misunderstanding can be cleared up, right? It's yep. all about the, just a setup here. Beckett knows that you can catch more flies with honey, so he's taking the nice cop approach here. Not putting the thumbscrews to Will right off the bat. Nobody wants the thumbscrews. No. They're, they're, so he's taking the easy approach. They're awful torture. I know. I'm sorry I did that to you the other day, too. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Will... We'll do whatever it takes to save Elizabeth. We know that. And that's the move that Beckett is making here. That's the bet that he is making, I should say. Not the move he's making. The bet. But this mark, though. The question still stands. What mark did Jack leave on Beckett? And even Will ask. And Beckett just doesn't even answer that. No. He lets it go. Pretends he didn't even hear it. Just kind of ignored it. Ignored it, yeah. So I had to do some digging. Digging on the mark. Oh, did you find something? Oh, I found some stuff. Is it is it Beckett's brother? Well, mark? I found something that I'm going to bring up. First, I'm going to give you what I know. And then I'm going to give you what this other mark is that I dug up. This theory. Cutler Beckett was the governor of the East India Trading Company. This we know. He's born and raised in a prosperous merchant family in England. And joined the East India Company after a fight with his father. Some of this we covered earlier on in the minute when we first saw Beckett. Kind of gave some backstory about him. For many years, he faithfully served the company, eventually becoming the director of West African imports and exports for the company. Remember yes. the whole Vandalay industry conversation we had here? Import, exports, all that kind of stuff? Yes. From his post in Calabar, he organized a search for the mythical island of Kerma. Again, remember Kerma. Yeah. Do I have to see, keep Kermit. remembering you to say this stuff? So, hoping to find its legendary treasure. However, the quest for Kerma didn't succeed as we know because he was betrayed by Captain Jack Sparrow. And this was... The same Jack that is in our movies, obviously, but was the one that Beckett trusted enough to place him in charge of his own ship, the merchant man, Wicked Wench. Not only did Sparrow, like, not bring him the bearings of Kerma, but he also liberated a cargo of slaves that we talked about. Which was the slaves that Beckett's patron lord, Penwallow, needed for his plantation in the Bahamas. Since Sparrow's act ruined his chance to join British nobility... Beckett ordered his men to burn the winch and personally branded Sparrow a pirate. Okay? That's the setup there. Okay. 
So long story short or a long reminder short, because we talked about this, here's what the mark is, or at least what my idea of the mark is. Jack essentially robbed Beckett of his chance at nobility. That's the mark. It's like he wounded him. He put a mark on his good name or his reputation. He prevented Beckett from achieving that noble title, that good name. And that's why Beckett is so quick to correct Governor Swan that it's Lord now. Right. Beckett has gotten his title, his appellation. That's what he wanted. That's what Jack stole from him in the beginning. But he's got it now. But he has it now, but he left a mark on him. He still bitter kind of spurned his good name if Beckett had a good name. Right? Yes. That's what I think the mark is. Makes and, sense. Yeah. So that's that's my idea of it. I mean, the Lord Appellation, because and this is something why Beckett doesn't want to mention it right now. He just doesn't want to relive that. Who knows what else happened? But I think that's what it is. It was yeah. a blow to his ego. This guy who's a, trying to be a powerful guy. maniac. Yeah. So the Lord Appellation can also denote certain persons who hold a title of the peerage in the United Kingdom or are entitled to courtesy titles. The collective lords, this is the group, a group of lords. Lords are leaving? A grouping of lords. What is a group of lords called? We have like a murder of crows and an unkindness of ravens. So I wonder what a group of lords is. When you got a bunch of lords just hanging out together, what do you call them? Well, maybe we can get an answer for that. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a body of peers. I don't know. And I'm sure there is a, a lot mob? of... Sure. Maybe. Yeah. A mob of lords? A mob of lords. That's possible. I'm sh- and th- all this stuff breaks down in and probably is a perfect tie-in since we mentioned our listeners in the UK. Yeah, maybe you guys can help out. Maybe you can shed some light on this Lord's topic and you can shoot us a note. A, what is a group of Lords called when you see them all there? What do you call them? And B, what is actually this title that Beckett has? What is that? What does that really do? What is that for him? That's my uh, challenge to our UK listeners. Maybe they could help us with that. There's another theory out there. And this is the theory that I dug up that I wanted to share. Okay, yeah. Borders on conspiracy theory of sorts. Yeah, I admit it. It was just too euphemistically related for me to give it up. I could not mention it on the show. I have to. By Pirate Code of Brethren for the Black Pearl Minute, or Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Why did I set our website right there? I don't know. I don't know. That I have to mention this because I saw it. My eyes saw it, so I have to repeat it. Regarding the scar left on Beckett. I'm not going to get into spoiler territory discussing this crazy idea in depth, but I figured, hell, let me just throw this out. It has been proposed that Jack did a... Well, a snippy snippy and left Beckett a eunuch. Now, I don't think so. This is not something that I think. But hey, choose your own conspiracy theory adventure here. I'll let that simmer as we move through the movie and the next movie at World's End. Just look for all the eunuch references. That's all I'm going to say right now. There's a lot of eunuch talk in this movie. That's true. And that's why this theory has gotten started. But could Jack really do that to another man? I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean... Jack's not that type of person. He could have maybe tricked Beckett into going into a place that this happened. Maybe that's the case. We know he's a trickster. Maybe he tricked it. He may not have done the deed himself, but maybe he tricked and caused this to happen somehow. Maybe he got him drunk enough to, yeah. Because Jack doesn't always do some of the stuff, but he tricks people into doing things. Just look at Dead Men Tell No Tales and we looked at Jack Sparrow's past. He tricked Salazar with his bold ship maneuver his sailing maneuver right which caused salazar to go into the cave which killed him and the entire crew yeah turned him into ghost pirate hunters i said that pirate hunters there you got it right yes so maybe he tricked that maybe that's a trick i don't know i like i said i don't buy into the eunuch theory 
But there is apparently a lot of references. We'll keep tabs on it and I'll maybe see what happens as we move along in the show. Okay. There you go. So that's all I got. I mean, I can't end on Apocalypse, but it's close. We're ending on Eunuch. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for some guys, that could be the Apocalypse. Could be. It's possible. I don't know. Especially if you don't want to be a eunuch. Exactly. If you don't want to be one and you happen to become that, some you may think that's the apocalypse. But I don't know. I'm not casting yeah. any judgment. That's just me. So that's all I got. And unless you have anything else. That's it for me. I say why belabor the point when we can just get the hell out of here. Okay. We'll be back on Wednesday. Got with some rum to drink. Really? On my ending. My tagline. Yeah. Because you're sad you don't have a freaking tagline. You want to have one every once in a while. You just got to interrupt. Horn swoggling in the beginning. Sometimes there's horn swoggling at the end. You just jump right in whenever you choose. That I do. I am woman. Hear me roar. Surprise. <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday with minute 12 of Dead Man's Chest. Until then, scallywags, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, Twitter.com slash Black Pearl Men, Instagram.com slash Black Pearl Show, soundcloud.com slash pirates of the caribbean that's for best of clips and by all means give us a plug and review on itunes we'd appreciate it mateys oh and let's not forget the facebook cursed crew listeners group for post episode discussions that's actually a lot to remember especially if you're in a foggy haze like heather just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button perhaps i should have just said that from the beginning This is a Shoutreach Media Production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bilge rats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music... That's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.